0: marketing etc takes you into topics and trends in business with a marketing view lens join your host Tokbe ayedu a multicultural and multi-industry marketing and business leader as he dives into his vast and diverse network to go into conversation with thought leaders and experts in business and marketing listen to marketing etc on your favorite podcast platform
1: and watch on youtube it was the management guru peter Drucker who said marketing encompasses the entire business it is the whole business seen from the point of view of its final result that is from the customer's point of view this is the philosophy i subscribe to
0: Today on Marketing Etc.
1: This episode of Marketing Etc. is the final part of my conversation with Janet Milner-Walker on the beauty industry. If you want to get the full gist, please listen to the previous three episodes. But today, we conclude our discussion on mergers and acquisitions and delve into the evolving purpose and utility of marketing media for beauty brands. Just come along with me. You know, it's interesting because I was, I was going to ask before, I was going to ask you this question before when I look at this figure, you know, 900 million, 1.7 mm. billion and all that. I was going to say, are these brands really worth the valuation and what these bigger companies are paying for it? But then we're talking about kind of 532 billion market. Mm. On the four point two trillion market. So then mm. when you put it in that context, you know, mm. it's you know, and again, the, the like we said, the strategic advantage mm-hmm. uh, that you know these different acquisition and margins will be bringing, uh, you know, then you could see that you know it's worth paying that for for,
0: yeah.
1: for, for, for them, you know. But it also brings me back to where we mm-hmm. started from when we're talking about the issue of uh, 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 natural, clean, sustainable. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know how you know in the independent brands mm-hmm. you know will drive this more,
2: and
1: mm-hmm. unquote uh, uh, than the bigger players. Would you say with some of these acquisition as well, it it helps the bigger players to also stay on that path of.
2: Yeah, um, I think it does provide, it's hard to say without being too specific, but uh, yes, for some of them maybe that is their strategic advantage because they don't have that within their own organization. So that actually provides them with the credentials they don't have by buying into a brand that is seen to be clean, green, vegan, you know, has all these uh, credentials all um, within their company. I do think some of these big organizations are going to have to integrate that into their supply chain and their ways of working moving forward in any case because you can't just be seen to buying a brand to be the brand you actually need to be, you actually need to do all those things yourself throughout your organization as part of your brand values to um, to actually because it's about authenticity and transparency in the beauty industry so consumers will still look at these organizations and if they're not abiding by all these credentials that they say they have people don't buy into whether they've, they're being true to their values. Um, but yes, it does give them access to that marketplace that they didn't have before.
1: Okay. Thanks. Thanks, Jenny. Um, as you know, this, this, this show, this 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 program is um, r- rightly tied to uh, marketing, etc. Mm-hmm. And so we definitely have to talk about marketing. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, we've talked about the etc of it and then let's talk about marketing and the beauty industry Mm -hmm. Um, about 40% of the content on YouTube for for, uh, skincare for example are focused on tutorials Um, TikTok
2: Mm -hmm.
1: and Instagram blowing up massively Mm -hmm. on influencers and you know Mm -hmm. Uh, and how that drives adoption, and consumerism, and and all of that. Uh, So let's talk about marketing in this Mm -hmm. industry. Uh, What we we used to know, Mm -hmm. what is happening now, and what you think will be the future of marketing. I've seen uh, Mm co-creation happening uh, because of the, you know, obviously social media and how it's changing the whole place. The beauty industry seems to be one industry that actually, you know, leverage these quite well.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So, um, you and I both studied marketing, so um, it's it's a a topic we're both passionate about. With marketing, as we both know, traditionally, when you work in a large organization, you build very big marketing campaigns, so you look at your marketing plan for the year, you look at uh, your marketing strategy for the year, and then you build your campaigns accordingly across your various different marketing channels. So, So, the bigger organizations are still doing this. Once again, what's changed is social media and affiliate marketing and influencers um and although and actually pr has changed a lot because wow. whereas pr used to be a lot of it was about um obviously print um mag- print publications that's now gone online you still get the publications but that's also gone online so pr is no longer just um magazines but it's now also social media and content marketing and influencer marketing and then of course you've also got talent agencies you work with as well who represent all the talent. So when we look at indie beauty brands, um, because I I work with a lot of startups as well. So when we're building a brand, we look at obviously their strategy and we look at their customer base and how they're going to sell the product. And that's how we develop their marketing strategy. If they're selling into bricks and mortar, you still need your traditional, to a degree, your traditional campaigns. Um, But obviously these campaigns are centered around all the trends we've already spoken about in terms of sustainability and clean beauty and ingredients. Then we also look at their uh, online campaigns so those online campaigns um need to be supported by facebook advertising instagram um, google adwords seo the traditional type of marketing but also the content marketing so the content when we look at their content marketing what's actually become really interesting in terms of content marketing is personal branding mm. so you've got personal branding so you've got some beauty brands who are the face of their brand. So they are going out, they are creating these videos, sharing them across YouTube, doing Instagram Lives, doing Facebook Lives, doing podcast shows. Um, but they also then looking at micro-influencers perhaps to work alongside them and help them, as you say, co-create some of this content. Um, and then you've got brands who are direct consumer brands. And an, an example of this is a company called Absolute Collagen. So they started three years ago and they're now worth 10 million. Um, they, it's run from home, their business. It's collagen products. So it's um, products that you drink. So it's a supplement that you drink. And um, they've only got two products in their range, um, but they're worth 10 million. And they have actually gone and developed their own content. So they show up online and they've used videos across Facebook and Instagram to tell their story and what the brand's all about and they um and what they've also done which is really clever is they have built up their own brand ambassadors so their customers are the ambassadors of their brands so they the customers go out and provide um, social proof in terms of testimonials online and videos to validate um the the results of the brand and the success of the brand and so they've co-created through their own brand ambassadors and their own customer base to build their brand so it, the marketing has changed um, really significantly over the last I would say probably four or five years um, because a lot of these social media channels like uh, Instagram is still fairly new but TikTok even more so they didn't exist um, and this is what people are now turning to but also what people are turning to is um, online videos and recommendations so people you know, it's no longer good enough for Brian brand to say this is what the product does. The customer needs to say this is what the product does. So we want social proof from real people. Yeah. That's what we turn to in terms of trust, and that's why you've also got things like Trustpilot that is used by a lot of uh, web uh, companies across yeah. their websites. Yeah.
0: Yeah. 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 No, no, no,
1: that's 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 interesting. That's interesting, and, and you know, you, you touch uh, slightly on the issue of uh, 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 demography as well. Yeah and how this drives that. I want to, I want to, I want to read out a little bit of stats and, and get your thoughts on it. So, okay. um, from the same, you know, and mm-hmm. from the Forbes magazine, uh, uh, quoting the Ipsos, uh, research mm-hmm. as well. Um, so it says women age 65 and older will be the fastest growing female age mm-hmm. segment through yep. twenty thirty five. Mm-hmm. rising by 36%. Mm-hmm. Uh, the millennia, you know, where everyone seems to want to focus between the millennia mm-hmm. and the 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 Gen Z, mm-hmm. you know, uh mm-hmm. well the more of the millennia now, the twenty four to forty four will only increase by nine percent.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Interestingly 18 to 24 will decline slightly by one percent. Mm-hmm. Now as far as you know product consumption and usage is mm-hmm. concerned in this category, there is definitely a lot that comes from recommendation. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. seeing people using it and mm-hmm. hearing their testimonies mm-hmm. and all of that. Mm-hmm. And and it seems that, you know, product today are not going so much for the, the demography of women that's going to be the fastest growing.
2: Well actually um, that, that that is beginning to change now, you're quite right. So people are living longer um, and probably having fewer t- children um, and also as you age as um, and a lot of women have high disposable income and obviously want to take care. Of, so as we live longer we also want to look good for longer as well. So we want products and um, so you do you have seen brands emerging. So you've seen, uh, certainly in the supplement markets, there's a lot of supplements that are emerging um, that contain collagen, which is obviously good for your skin, your hair, and your nails. And so women over the age of 50-plus are, are turning to things like natural ingredients and supplements as well, um, collagen-based products. There's also products for um, women in terms of skincare products and hair care products for women who are obviously going through menopause or post-menopause. So they, that's a big trend in the marketplace as well. Um, and then, well, skincare, as I said earlier, has is changing because um, previously we bought skincare based on our age or on uh, the type of skin we had. Now we're buying skincare. Skincare as it um, emerges more and more is about bespoke skincare. So where you have got more disposable income, you are going to be turning to products that are personalised to your needs. Um, and you're going to be looking for products that deliver results specifically for you and not just general products. So there is, we have noticed certainly from 2020 that that's becoming more and more of a sector of the marketplace that people are focusing on and they're bringing out lots of different wellness products But remember, we talked about a 4.2 trillion size market as well. So it's not just about the skincare or the hair care products. A lot of it is about fitness and nutrition as well. So there's lots of brands emerging in that side that are focusing on. And there are also a lot of brands focusing on women in general from a mental health perspective. So all of this is about your well-being as well.
1: Interesting. you, I mean, there's a, there's a particular case you, you gave uh, when, you, when you were talking just a few minutes ago. Uh, I lost the name of the brand now, but they are more into collagen. Uh,
2: Absolute Collagen.
1: Absolute Collagen. Um, yeah. What jumps in my mind when you said that is about a, it, within the... Within the context of... Uh, uh product development how Mm -hmm. it's now possible to innovate and come to market faster driven by social media to engage co-create you know derive insights from the marketplace engage the consumer and you know actually deliver the product Mm -hmm. you know using technology and Mm -hmm. uh, you know and all of that would you say the entry barrier to the beauty industry is becoming lower and lower
2: I I certainly think so. So what's certainly changed over, I would say, once again, probably the past uh, past five years, also due to technology, is – uh, when when we know beauty brands going back 10 years ago, you needed to have a large marketing budget probably to do print advertising and television advertising. You needed uh, to have the skill base, which you might not have had access to before if you've never done this before. You needed to work with a contract manufacturer and, and develop fairly large minimum order quantities in terms of packaging and formulations to launch brand. So all of those things cost a lot of money. If it's something you haven't done before, and you're not a large organisation, now there are people. Well, for, people are uh, experiencing portfolio careers, so people might have three or four jobs, not necessarily because they're looking for extra income, although they could be, but also because they have diversified interests. So people, you know, have a day job, but they also do something in the evening. And quite a lot of the people I work with. Have more than one company they're writing a book they're bringing up children um, or they have a full-time job working for a big consultancy but they've also developing their own idea in the evenings um, and what's changed in terms of the barriers to entry are we now have greater access to information online so people are going online they're learning how to develop products or they're finding information that helps them to develop their product range they can launch a brand online direct to your consumer without having to go into retail. They can some of them are learning to formulate their products so the minimum order quantity barrier has been lowered or they're finding contract manufacturers they can work with who produce lower volumes. So all of these things mean that as a brand you don't necessarily need 250 you know 500,000 pounds to launch with you might need that as you scale up but you can launch in a smaller way um, and directly to your customer
0: yeah.
2: yeah. So it has changed a lot, um, and that's why you see all these indie beauty brands emerging.
1: Yeah. Is, that, um, is that a danger for us, marketing people, or an opportunity for us?
2: I see it as an opportunity, because <laughs> um, certainly as an opportunity, and we are opportunity people, aren't we? We're opportunity. <laughs> yeah. um, but definitely an opportunity. Yeah,
1: thanks, 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 thanks Janet. Finally, Janet, um, thanks. It's really been nice talking to you, but. I'd like to have your final thoughts. Uh, How how do you, looking at things, um, you know, the conversation we're having, what you know of the industry and and all of that, to you, how will you read the opportunities existing for for startups, you know, going into the future?
2: There's so many opportunities for startups moving into the future. So if you're starting out in the beauty industry, you, you, you can either, and, and you come up with a great idea, obviously there's opportunities in, t- in terms of joining the Accelerator or an Incubator hub to help you on your journey. Equally, you can reach out to consultancies like ourselves to help you to develop your brands. But in terms of the opportunities that arise as a marketplace, um, as I mentioned earlier, there's the supplement market, there's CBD, there's the wellness industry, there's lots of different sectors across the industry that are emerging that you can become part of and create something that has a point of difference uh, to develop a brand and to launch a business. There's the opportunity of launching direct to consumers so you don't need to go through retailers anymore, which saves you money in terms of the margins that you pay to retailers, but also in terms of having to get into a retailer. So if you've got an idea that is a great idea and you have access to the skills and the knowledge you need to be able to build that idea, there are plenty of opportunities across the marketplace that people haven't yet exploited or that have been, that people have exploited, but you can do something differently within this to be able to develop and build a business. And, there, and also, I think the fact that um, you, if you're building that relationship with your community and you're co-creating together with your community, you're building the strength of your brand as well. So the, the startup industry, I think, is going to change significantly moving forward. It already has. But even coming out of COVID-19, we've seen a lot of trends emerging. We've seen a lot of changes happening in terms of the way people work. So you don't necessarily have to have a big office and a big operational um, running cost to build your business. You can start from home. All of us are working from home at the moment. Um, so, we can build businesses from home. So, that's also going to change the way we build our businesses moving forward. So, startup, I think if you've got a great idea, I think you shouldn't hold back. Yeah. You should reach out to people. And there is funding available as well, isn't there, Topi? Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. That's true. That's correct. That's correct. Yeah. Well, that's, <laughs> uh, that's an interesting one. Uh, you know, really, really enjoyed talking to you, Jenny. Uh, you know, I probably you know, believe you've given me hope as well to think through and see whether there is something, some ingredient from my village that can, you know, and, and, you know, on a more serious note, I mean, if you want to reach out to Janet, uh, you can visit www.bispochadvantage.com and, and contact Janet, uh, from there and she'll be more than willing to, to help you, uh, bring your, your your brand alive. So Janet, really thank you for coming on Marketing Etc. It's been nice talking to you and I'm sure we're going to be talking about other things again sometimes in the future. So thank you very much, Janet.
2: Topy, thank you very much. It's been a pleasure. Thank you. Enjoy your weekend.
1: You too.
0: Thank you. It's a wrap on this edition of Marketing Etc. Remember to subscribe on your favorite podcast platform and on YouTube to be notified of new editions as they come on.